Welcome to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll Podcast. I am one of your two co-hosts, Brandon. And with you, as always, is Tyler. Tyler, what a glorious, glorious weekend it has been. Uh, the sun has shined down on our old Kentucky home. Great sports. We beat Tennessee. And overall, just had a good weekend. I'm feeling really good about the show, and I'm I'm just ready to dig in, man. Boy, how could you not? Just that these wins don't come along very often. Obviously, we'll we'll talk about how long it's been, but I mean, this I I don't even know if we fully appreciate what just happened this weekend. No, I went to the pumpkin patch. Oh wow, that's what I was talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. When I was talking about the big orange, I was talking about going to the pumpkin patch. Oh, you you found a big orange pumpkin? Uh huh. I sure did. We nice. took we took the kids out to the pumpkin patch and let them roam around and do all their stuff this weekend. They got home. They went to bed fairly quickly, which was great. Yes. You know, you you send kids out in the field because kids don't play in fields these days. You send them out in the field for a day, they don't know what to do. They complain that my legs are tired. My legs are tired. Yeah, actually, your your son was complaining about his legs hurting when I walked in a while ago. Yeah, you would have thought he had torn his ACL, <laughs> uh, to be quite honest with you. But that was not the case. Uh, it was just simple playing out in the fields and the corn mazes and all that jazz. So uh, it, was, it was fun. That's great. Yeah. I mean, is is there a more cliche fall activity than, than going to the pumpkin patch? Nope. <laughs> nope. And I often wonder... You know, do people go there all year long? Yeah, no, because I mean, you, you talk you talk about an industry that has a very short window to make all their money is the pumpkin patches. I well, mean, and it's also an apple orchard. Yes, to the, be fair, and the orchard. Yes, so a- apples are good all year long, but nobody's coming in the summer or the spring to look at the apples. Well, maybe you're people not. People only go in the fall. Well, I can tell you what, they rake enough in in the month of October to pay for the whole year, so I'm not worried about that. <laughs> there, were, there were people everywhere buying just everything apple-related, apple butter, apple apple donuts. It's like that uh, Forrest Gump shrimp gumbo, <laughs> shrimp kebabs, <laughs> shrimp casserole. It was it was apple everything. You had landed on, landed on planet apple with some pumpkin sprinkled in to call it a pumpkin patch, too. But it is delicious. Those are apple cider donuts. I've got some upstairs. Fantastic. Well, why aren't we eating them right now? I don't know. I almost replaced the bourbon with the apple cider that I bought. I love it that much. <laughs> I love apple cider, man. It's so good. But, you know, I chose bourbon for the show. For the good of the show. Yes. Yeah. As, what about you? As we must. Um, well, uh, I, I took a two-hour nap today. Ooh. Which was very exciting. You don't, you don't get many of those after you have kids. No. But, you know, I guess we had worn them out enough this weekend. They were both exhausted. They both passed out for a good two and a half hours. <laughs> so I, I turned on some NFL football about one fifteen. I was out about one eighteen, and <laughs> <laughs> slept for about two hours. That's great, and man. It was glorious. It was oh. glorious. You, you really, yeah, if you're listening and you don't have kids yet, you know, if you're in your, you know, your 20s, you know, whatever, do not take for granted the fact that you can just take a nap anytime you want to. I remember, I, you know, I, would, I used to just come home from work, you know, at five o'clock and just take a take a nap till like seven, eight o'clock. So you don't do that anymore. No, that doesn't happen anymore. Unfortunately, that, that's a real shame. That is a real shame. So when when you can get in a good one, though, man, I'm ready. I, I, I can talk about this Tennessee game all night if we want to. We we could do a five hour show tonight because you're you want. so wired up for a two hour nap. <laughs> it's like going to last you the next two weeks. It will. That's awesome. Well, we ha- we definitely have to talk about the UK-Tennessee game. There's no doubt about it. We do have some other news that we're going to cover as well, some kind of quick hitter news that we're going to get to. And as a video bonus feature that we're going to have on our website, Tyler, you brought up an interesting question. <laughs> you sent me this question. I was like, you know, I've never really thought about this before. <laughs> Can you please explain to our viewers what this bonus segment's going to be? And again, this won't be on the podcast because it's not something that can really be done with audio. It's really best appreciated, I guess, with video. We hope. We haven't even shot it yet. But it will be up on our website at LexBuds.com later this week. So tell us kind of where this came from and what I'm talking about. All right. So uh, the, the wife went to the grocery store uh, this weekend and got a different brand of bottled water than we normally get. You know, normally we get either the Kroger brand or the Costco brand, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, you usually think, you know, it's, it's bottled water. Water's water, right? Yeah, so it's all the same. Uh, but but we had a coupon for one of the more expensive bottles of water. Ooh, uh, it was the the Life Water. I don't know if you're familiar sounds, with this. Sounds fancy. Uh, yeah, you know it's got the the fancy bottle with all the flashy colors and everything. And <laughs> and I'm sitting there drinking it on the couch, and I'm like, you know what? This is really good. <laughs> I'm like, 
<laughs> Honey, we need to start buying this water. Like this is this is so much better than than the Kroger brand. And <laughs> really, and my wife just looks at me really? like, "What are you talking about? It's water. Like, can you really tell a difference between tap water and bottled, like the cheap water and the high end water?" I'm like, "Yes, I I can tell a difference. Like, you could blind taste test these. I can tell you which one is the cheap water and which one is the expensive water." And she's like, "No, you can't." Like water is water, so that led me to texting you, say, "Hey, I got an idea. Let's see if we can tell the difference on the show. We'll do a blind taste test. We'll set up four or five different brands of water, including tap water. Putting some tap water in, and we're gonna see can we tell the difference between the cheap, the tap, and the high end water? And maybe we'll settle once and for all. Are, are, are we being ripped off when we pay for this expensive water? We're going to find out today. Or should we just keep drinking tap water because it's all the same? We're going to find out. I'm really excited about doing that. You know, <laughs> I, I would get excited about taste testing pizza or burgers or anything else. But when it comes to water, when you sent that question, it blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'd never thought about this before. It kind of freaked me out. It's like, you know... Maybe we should do this. We could be doing the public a great service by doing this, or we could confirm that, you know, for example, we have Fiji water in the taste test. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like you're you're drinking water on the island of Fiji or where wherever that's at? <laughs> you know, is it different? I don't yeah. know. We haven't done it yet. Do you think you'll be able to tell it? Like, do you think you can I've, tell a difference yes, before? Yes, I personally think I can. I, I've got a very, I was going to say... A very a distinguished palate. I don't. I still eat like kid food. But I think with water, I can tell a difference. I have confidence that I will be able to tell which one's tap water, which one's middle grade water, and which one's higher end water. Okay. Very good. I well, think so. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll we'll find out. Well, all that said, what was the biggest thing that happened this weekend? Yeah. Enough enough of talking about pumpkin patches and apple orchards and water. Yeah. When I was two years old, Tyler, let me tell you a story. When I was two years old, two years old, uh, in the year 1984, we did something and we didn't do it again until this year. Hmm. Can you guess what I'm talking about? Um, hmm. Let's see. Um, Karate Kid came out in 1984. Now there's the new Cobra Kai show in 2020. So that's a cr- very karate good Karate Kid. Very good guess but no Tyler that's no I think people have probably shut off the show now because they think we're going to talk about Karate Kid no that is not the answer Tyler there was something else and it did involve orange come uh, on you can do this um was was there a football game in 1984 there was a football game I believe that's when we stopped playing football I feel like I feel that's like that's when Kentucky stopped playing football because it seems like all these streaks that we've had with Florida UK they ended sometime in the 80s right I was two years old at the time Kentucky Whipped some tail on Tennessee this weekend. Whipped them. Upwards. four to seven. Oh, it was a thing of beauty, Tyler. It was a thing. I actually rewatched it again today. Did you really? Just just to get a feeling for it. Because when you grow up in southeast Kentucky, like we did, you know, you're really close to that border with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It means a lot more. Because mm-hmm. you have to deal with annoying Vol fans every now and then. I can't stand them. It's the worst color orange on the planet. It looks like vomit. Mixed with it's that throw up orange, like the the famous YouTube video. Yeah, it's it's awful. It is absolutely awful, and it feels so good to start snapping these streaks again. I just couldn't be more excited about the game. It's like something washed over me, like I was cleansed when we beat Tennessee, and to beat them in this way. This wasn't you know Matt Roark several years ago coming out and beating them three to nothing on a fluke game. This was a tail beating of epic proportions. We laid it to them, and we showed no mercy, no moisty. Just like Captain Insano <laughs> Captain and the Insano. Water Boy. That's right. We showed no moisty. And uh, it was a thing of beauty to watch. I savored every single minute of it. I'm impressed you watched it again. That's awesome. Um, but but like you said, for us growing up in in southeastern Kentucky, you you ha- you see a lot more Tennessee fans than you would see Louisville fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we often would drive in to Tennessee, you know, to go to the mall at Johnson City. You know, there, there, <laughs> yeah. there were no malls in eastern Kentucky, so you had to drive to Tennessee uh, to go to the mall. And there's, you know, there's just Tennessee stuff everywhere, oh, and Tennessee makes me sick. bumper stickers, Blah. and you know, it's it, it's just it's not that orange that you can sit with, you know. And to just hear the smack from Tennessee fans for so long, it it gets so annoying year after year. Mm-hmm. To listen to them talk about how much better they are, this was this was just glorious. It was. It was a thing of beauty, and the fact that we won by such a large margin, 
And, you know, I was worried about the game. I've been worried about our, our defensive backs for a while because, you know, we had the game last week where we had six interceptions. Okay, talk about coming out of nowhere. We had no interceptions before that. And then we come out in the game and you get six. So your immediate reaction is, well, that is off from the trend that we've had this year. That was just a fluke, mm-hmm. right? That's just a blip on the radar. That, that's a heck of a blip, by the way, six interceptions. But we didn't do it the first two games, so maybe that quarterback or that team just wasn't any good. Now we've established the fact that we're we may be able to do this on a consistent basis. And from the last rankings I saw, Kentucky is second in the nation in interceptions. We went from <laughs> that's incredible. Dead, we went from dead last after the first two games with zero. Yes, to last. second in the nation. Wow, heck of a jump. <laughs> well, you know, you get, know, getting six and three interceptions in back-to-back games, we'll we'll do that, I guess. You know, if we can just do this every game for the next six games, I think we'll win a lot. <laughs> I just it's, it's hard to lose when you get six and three interceptions. Yeah, but I I still worry that that's such a big part of our offense. Are these interceptions? I mean, we're really banking on those. Let's be honest. I first of all, I got to stop being. I'm not going to say mean to Terry Wilson, but I started to have my doubts. I didn't call for him to sit or anything like that, but I did wonder. He looked a little shaky the first two games. I still don't see anything great there. I mean, he's he's a good game manager. The guy has an outstanding winning percentage as a U.K. quarterback, which is great. So it's hard for me to say take him out or he's not going to win the game because he keeps disproving you know, the doubters. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know what to do with him. Well, I, I, I think Terry Wilson kind of made a statement today or uh, in the Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. His his job was was in jeopardy. If he came out and played another game like he did Mississippi State, fans are going to be calling for Joey Gatewood. Yeah, some people are already calling for Joey Gatewood. But if he comes out flat against Tennessee and we get the typical performance we get against Tennessee and we get blown out, mm-hmm. there are going to be some angry fans. They're going to be calling for Joey Gatewood. There's going to be pressure on the coaching staff because mm-hmm. you'd be sitting at one and three <laughs> to make that change. I think Terry earned his starting job back. He was 12 for 15. Mm-hmm. One of those should have been a touchdown. Oh, One my of those goodness. incompletions oh. that w- was dropped in the end zone. Keaton yeah. Upshaw dropped a touchdown well, it was, pass. It just hit him. In, it problem is it hit him in the chest and the hands, and you can't do that. It's got to be one <laughs> or the other. You know, you confuse the receivers when you hit them in the chest and the hands. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It was too good of a throw. That, yeah, that <laughs> it was really was. It was a perfect throw, <laughs> and uh, that's something that still concerns me. But so I, I think Terry solidified the starting job. Mm-hmm. I mean, twelve for fifteen. You know, we didn't have a ton of yards, but we didn't need a ton of yards. We, we, also, we didn't even have the ball that long because we kept scoring on defense that our offense wasn't even on the field half the game. That's true. And you know what it reminds me of a little bit? And I'm not going to compare this UK team to the team I'm getting ready to mention by any means because one is a, a great team. Um, do you remember the Baltimore Ravens? I think it was 2000. They would get turnovers and they'd win games, but they had Trent Dilfer as their quarterback. <laughs> Trent And Dilfer. people in Baltimore were like, God, we got to get rid of Trent Dilfer. He's going to kill us. But Trent Dilfer just kept managing the game and kept winning the games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is what it reminds me of. We're winning games. He's won games since he's been here. Yet people, even like me, I don't know what it is. It's just there's no flash. There's no big, no huge stats. There's no really great plays that I see. And some of it is on the wide receivers. But it reminds me of Trent Dilfer in that I think maybe we just have to accept that Terry Wilson is just a good game manager. Now, he does turn the ball over a little bit too much for me. He did that earlier in the season. But, um, you know, maybe that's just who he is, and we need to accept it. As long as he wins games, nobody's going to call for him to sit. So, yeah, I I, yeah, I, 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 I can't imagine that there's any scenario now that, that Terry Wilson is not the starting quarterback, barring some kind of injury mm-hmm. or, you know, things just completely falling apart. I, I think he has earned you, – you look at what he has done, Brandon. Mm-hmm. He – Ended this Tennessee streak, which went back to 1984. Yep. Which, if you watch the game on TV, that was only mentioned about 7,000 times yep. that it had been since 1984. That's good. That was 17 straight trips to Knoxville that we came back with a loss. <laughs> That's so 17. embarrassing. That is so embarrassing, man. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Kip, Kip Winger would have been proud of yes, those 17 uh, straight losses. Only 17 <laughs> straight wins. See what oh, I did there? boy. Isn't that very nice? Yeah, it very was nice. pretty good. Uh, but he ended that streak. He ended the Florida streak, winning at Gainesville. He beat Lamar Jackson, the Heisman Trophy winner at Louisville. I mean, the guy just wins games, man. He he just finds ways to win. 
I, I think he, for, if nothing else, he has earned our respect and our gratitude for just for those three games alone. I agree. I agree with I, it's just one of those things. Like I said, I think I've just got to come to terms with who he is as a quarterback. He's not going to put up 350 yards. This isn't Tim Couch or Dusty Bonner for that matter, or Jared Lorenzen or Andre Woodson. You know, maybe he's more like a Mike Hartline that can actually run. You know, maybe that's who he is. Remember, everybody gave Mike Hartline a hard time. He won quite a few games. He was, he was pretty good. But, you know, it's the same situation, only he's got a little bit more athleticism. You know, I think there's a lot of UK fans that still yearn for those Hal Mummy air raid days, and we just, we're not there right now. Yeah. I don't think we have, even if we had a quarterback that could throw it out, I'm not sure we have the receivers that can catch it. <laughs> it's hard to have the air raid when, uh, you know. Yeah, we probably don't want to see 30, 40 passes a game because that's going to be 25 to 30 drops a game <laughs> at the rate our receivers are going. Yeah, but, but, our, but our defensive backs are catching the ball. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if, if you had told me before the game that Jarrett, I'm going to butcher the name, Garantano, is that right? Can you say it again? Gar- Garantano. One more time. Garantano. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, if you had told me before the game that uh, Jarrett G would throw two <laughs> passes that would result in a 41-yard touchdown and an 85-yard touchdown, I'm thinking, oh boy, we're getting blown out. Mm-hmm. But the fact that those two passes were interceptions returned for touchdowns, man, that 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 is that is not what usually happens in this series. We have seen mm-hmm. time and time again that this that that this quarterback has sucked against every other team that Tennessee mm-hmm. played. They Tennessee fans have been calling for this guy to be benched for three years. Yeah. And then every season we get to the Kentucky game <laughs> and he turns into Joe Montana. Yeah. And it's under like he 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 gets all of his statistics for the whole season in the one game against Kentucky and and saves himself his job every year. Finally, this game we got to see the Jarrett Garantano that Tennessee fans see every other game, and it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good to see. You know what? I'm still. This is so weird. You can tell that I'm a UK fan, a longtime UK fan, because when the receiver dropped the pass in the end zone, we were up fourteen nothing at that time, and we were. Or it was fourteen nothing or fourteen okay. fourteen no. Yeah, and I when the receiver dropped it in the end zone, and we only got a field goal. I said, "Oh, that's the game." Mm-hmm. We should have scored a touchdown. We're going to lose by four points. I still cannot get that out of my head, Tyler. I'm a 38-year-old. Oh, God, I'm 38 years old. I'm a 38-year-old man, and I still cannot get those thoughts out of my head, even though we've won so many games. I just feel like every time something does not go perfectly, you know, it's gonna. it just stays with me the whole game. This was one that I had it for a moment, but it was very clear as the game went on. Their quarterback play, I don't know if it's their quarterback or if it's our defense or if it's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the last game against Mississippi State. I was waiting for the air raid. I think they forgot to pack their weapons for the air raid because that, <laughs> that was awful. The only thing they brought was the siren, and they never got to use it, I don't think. so. You know what I mean? I, I can't tell which one it is at this point. Tough to say. Yeah, and uh, also for the second straight game, we forced the opposing team to bring in their backup quarterback. Oh, another I mean, scary thought. And, yeah, again, and we've seen we've seen this story time and time again. We have seen this movie before. Kentucky's in control of a football <laughs> game. The other team brings in their backup quarterback and just instantly turns things around. In this case, we were up 14-0. It was after the second pick six. Mm-hmm. Tennessee puts in their backup quarterback. I think his name was J.T. Schrute. J.T. Shrout. J.T. Shrout. I think J.T. Shrout was Dwight's cousin. Dwight's cousin. J.T. Shrout comes in, and you're thinking, okay, here we here here we go again. Exactly. Exactly. And what does he do on his first pass? (laughs) He throws an interception. That's right. And if that that's the point where I'm like, okay, maybe this game is going to be different. Maybe this is going to be our year. Because every time we see the backup come in, it's boom, 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 down the field, touchdown. Mm-hmm. But this time, it was first throw, interception, and that was his only pass. His first and only pass of the game. He was immediately put back on the bench after that. You kind of felt bad for him. I didn't he feel only bad got, at all. I relished in it. Throw. I thought, wow, this is great. And that's <laughs> the point, like I said, where I felt like, okay, this isn't going to happen to us again. I don't know when I'm going to get to the point to where I feel like, okay, we got to get used to winning. 
we're not just ahead of Vanderbilt. I remember every year we would finish just ahead of Vanderbilt. Thank God Vanderbilt was in the yep. SEC because otherwise we'd be dead last all the time. But now I guess I have, to, as a UK fan, have to get used to the fact that we are an upper or a middle to a middle upper team in the SEC East. I'm still not used to that. I've been beaten to death for 30 some odd years in the other direction. So it's hard for me to get on that train where I'm like, okay, this is going to happen. Something's going to happen positive. I always find the negative in something with a football game while I'm watching it. Yeah. Let me ask you, does winning this game help get rid of some of that for you? Because if you think about it, there there are no more streaks left. I mean, for, for decades it's been Kentucky hasn't beaten blank since blank. You know, we hadn't beaten Florida since the 80s. We hadn't beaten Tennessee at Knoxville since the 80s. Mm-hmm. We hadn't beaten uh, a road team for a long time. Yeah, we we, we didn't beat Louisville for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mark Soups actually, I think, had a winning record against Steve Spurrier, who we couldn't beat for the longest time. Yeah, it's crazy. There, there are no more of those streaks left. So has this kind of ended some of that negative, pessimistic feeling towards Kentucky football? Or, or is that so much ingrained in us that maybe it will never go away? I don't think it'll ever go away. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna be there. Okay, I've seen too many bad things happen, right? I'm so I I'm still gonna have that no matter what. But it, what would be interesting? I, I don't know how long Mark Stoops is gonna stay here. If he keeps doing things like this, I can't imagine five years from now he's still gonna be our coach. Somebody else is gonna pick him up. Although UK is paying him a ton of money mm-hmm. and his assistants a ton of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know we'll we'll see how that goes. But wouldn't it be cool if there were was a graphic someday on ESPN that says uh, Tennessee hasn't beaten Kentucky in Lexington in 10 years. Boy, I can't <laughs> wait for that day. I can't wait till we have a streak on the other side that's like a decade long. Do you think, I mean, that's what I yearn for. That's on my bucket list of things I would like to see. I, I want to climb Mount Everest. I want to go, uh, you know, see the coral reefs. And I want to see UK be on the positive side of a streak against Tennessee like that. I, I of think 10 years you, or longer. I think you have a better chance of climbing Mount Everest than us winning 10 in a row against Tennessee, if, if I'm being honest. Okay, well, I'll start training for that, I guess. <laughs> that, that can, we, we can film it for the podcast. It'd be great. <laughs> It'd be a great podcast. It'd be the last <laughs> podcast, too, probably, because I'd never get back down. Yeah, the final episode. <laughs> that's pretty we'll, funny. We'll, we'll hype it like Rick Grimes' final episode on The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's true. We could do that. We could do that. But overall, I just um, I couldn't believe the game was happening. That, that's my overall, my, I guess that's maybe my final wrap-up thought on the game, is I just couldn't believe what was happening in front of my face. It was. Um, you know, I, I, I think we have to stop doubting Stoops, because I think every time, at least for me personally, every time I reach a point where I start to doubt Stoops and think, all right, there, this team has no chance of turning it around, that's when he seems to be at his best, is when he, he is backed against the wall, when there's a chip on his shoulder, when nobody believes in the team. That he seems to always pull out a win like this, when we least expect it. I mean, we've been predicting, at least I have, I've been predicting we'd beat Tennessee like the last three, four years, and, and we won one of them. And this year I'm like, no, we, we're, we're not winning this game. We, we made our predictions on this show. Mm-hmm. I said, there's no way. Uh-huh. No way we're beating Tennessee. I'm not predicting them. And then, sure enough, this is the time he pulls it out. So yeah. maybe it's time we all kind of put our faith in Stoops a little bit more. Yeah, and it's interesting because if you recall at the beginning of the year, you, you talked about Stoops like you know really relishing the um, underdog role or having a chip on their shoulder. There were quite a few outlets that were putting UK in the top 25 preseason. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if that's good for Mark Stoops. It's this weird situation. You want to get respect and have your team ranked. He's done a very good job. We sh- probably should have preseason been ranked. But Agreed. at the same time, we played like crap when we got a lot of accolades. Mm-hmm. And when we got down and everybody said, oh, Terry needs to be pulled. This team's not going to win. We're going to win three games this season. What happened? We came out and we... 34-7 to what happened. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, you know, do the pre- first of all, the preseason polls don't mean anything, I don't think. But do you think it's best to keep him in the underdog role? He wants respect, mm-hmm. but then he plays best when he doesn't get <laughs> when it. When he doesn't get it. Yeah, so it's this weird conundrum that I can't quite figure out what I want as a UK fan because I feel like when people pat us on the back, we don't play as well. Yeah, I, I think this 100% shows that. Stoops is better when nobody believes in him. 
I think this team is better when nobody believes in them. They seem to play with a little extra fire and motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just really interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, I, I will say one final note. Brandon, A.J. Rose did not play well again. I, you know what? I wasn't going to talk about it, Tyler. <laughs> 10 carries, 22 yards. Two yards a carry. Is, is it time for Chris Rodriguez? You know, we, we, we talked about you know Terry having to earn his starting spot. Is it time to put Chris Rodriguez in at starting running back at this point? Uh, can I tell you something? Tell me something. It's, it's just you and me talking. Okay, let me tell you this. <laughs> Chris Rodriguez is the best back we have, followed by Cavassier Smoke when he's healthy. I don't disagree with you. Okay. That, that would be my depth chart, too. We talked about this last week. He's trying to be loyal to A.J. Rose. Well, season's almost half over. Mm-hmm. Okay, this isn't a regular. We're four games in. One more, we're halfway there. See that math I just did, Tyler? Look Put at that you. Yeah, don't tell me I didn't go to school. Went to school at UK. You can thank me later. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's This isn't a normal year. And if you're not getting it done halfway through the season, how do you how do you square that circle? I don't know how Chris Rodriguez isn't our number one back. I actually think he is our number one back. He just doesn't start. Mm. It's kind kind of one of those you know when Gillespie would start Mark Curry every game. And Tyler, I was immediately taking him out. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't want to compare AJ Rose to Mark Curry, but AJ Rose could be our Mark Curry in that the coach is loyal to him and will put him in as the first string. And then when you want when you when money's on the line, not saying Mark Stoops bets on the games. I'm just saying when, when the when the game's on the line, who's getting the ball? It's a two-yard line. It's fourth and fourth and goal on the two-yard line to win the game. Who do you think Stoops puts in as starting running back or the real starting running back? Yep. Wait, what are you doing, Tyler? I'm putting in Rodriguez because he, okay. he gets in the end zone whether the officials think he did or not every single time. <laughs> exactly. And he had more carries in this game. He had 13. Rose had 10. So I think there's definitely some, hmm, some evidence for your claim there. I mean, you got to earn it, man. This, this isn't the year to to fiddle faddle around this is all sec teams all year long you don't have time to sit here and play you know a d2 school oh we're playing a d2 school we'll let aj get 300 yards on the run game this week get his confidence up don't have time for it you either got to play your players and win the game or you're going to find yourself sitting on the outside when it comes bowl season you have no room for error in this we've already committed some errors this season Mm -hmm. and we're fighting our way back to get there i'm worried if we can still you know get the bowls i don't know but I can tell you, it's not time to start playing loyalty and favorites. You got to play to win the game, Herm Edwards. Thank big you, Herm. shout out. All right. Well, we we are not done just yet, uh, gloating over this victory. We we are going to come back, and we're going to play a little clip from a Tennessee fan who seemed to lose their mind after yes. the game and did something absolutely crazy. So we're going to play that clip from a Tennessee caller into their Tennessee post game show, and. You know, we just want to soak this up one last time as much as we can before we move on to something else. We're gonna... I mean, I'm going to be soaking this up for the next year. <laughs> or two <laughs> years, actually, until we play again. So, yeah, you're right. We've got a lot more coming uh, in the show. So uh, stay tuned, and we will be back uh, right after this break. See you soon. Welcome back to segment two, which will be our final segment today. Oh, I know. Uh, but if you want to hear more Lex Buds, make sure you uh, find us on YouTube because we're going to be doing our special segment after this podcast ends with our bottled water taste test. I'm so excited about this. This is the dumbest thing on the planet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, other people do, you know, you know, pizza taste tests and, you know, uh, cuisines of the world, you know, which, which country has the best food. No, we're doing bottled water. Well, we are doing what? Because from the <laughs> bottles of water that I looked at, one is bottled in Iceland, one's in Fiji, True. supposedly. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? These are coming fresh out of the mountains into these bottles of water, Tyler. Yes. You know that. Mm-hmm. Just straight from the mountains. Yeah. They, they just take the bottles and they take scoop them and it, they put caps. right up. We're going to find out what that's like. <laughs> LexBuds.com, check it out. I have no clue what's going to happen. 
Yeah, so for right now, what, what we're going to do first, we, we told you we're, we are not quite done basking in the glory of the UK-Tennessee game from this weekend because uh, one of the things that makes it so great is just seeing how sad and depressed and angry Tennessee fans have become. Because we, we know t- Tennessee has not been Tennessee for two decades. It's been 20 years since Tennessee is relevant. Mm-hmm. Just like Nebraska. Yes. And I think now it is finally starting to sink in after this loss, getting crushed by Kentucky, who they could always count on, no matter how bad things got. Tennessee could always count on beating Kentucky. Just check that one off. Yeah. It's kind of like us playing Vanderbilt. We can usually check check that <laughs> yes, one off. Exactly. But to get destroyed 34-7, to I think Tennessee fans have entered a level of depression that we have maybe never seen in a fan base. And so what we wanted to play for you guys, this is a clip from the Tony Basilio show, who if you're not familiar with, Brandon, he, he does a lot kind of like what we do. He, he's, he was just a Tennessee fan who started a show, kind of a post-game show to vent you know, happiness, anger, frustration after each game, <laughs> what, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And he, he got people to start calling in. And now he he does like a four or five hour post game show after every Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. So s- somewhat similar to what to to, to our show. Yep, you know, absolutely. We're just, we're just two fans who decided to start a, a podcast and talk about UK sports. But on Tony's show after after the Tennessee Kentucky game, he had a call. It's just about two minutes long, so we're gonna mm-hmm. play play the whole clip for you. Where a fan did something uh, pr- pretty drastic, I would say. And let me say this: I have not seen this clip. You have not heard it yet. You, you sent this to me, and you said, "Hey, let's let's do this for the show." I have no clue what this is, so I'll give you my honest reaction. You'll see my face. I guess I've never. I've got it queued up on our iPad here, but I'm excited. Okay. So without further ado, let's play this clip, and then we'll talk about it. That sounds good, Tyler. Let's do that. <laughs> Hey, hey, welcome in in Washington. Welcome in. I've been watching Tennessee football for 30 years, and I did something today that I've never done. Which is? I messed up through a beer bottle through my window, and my wife left me. Oh! You really did throw a beer bottle through your window? Yeah, and I don't even drink. I, I had two beers. I wasn't even drunk. I just, I can't stand to watch this team anymore. I can't do it. My blood pressure's up. And I mean, I'm cool and I'm calm. I don't, I don't wow. get this way. But when, when, when was that? When was that, if I can ask that you threw your second beer bottle through the window? And was there like a glass window? Yeah, it was a glass window. And your wife just looked at you and said, you're nuts. I'm walking out. I'm getting out of here. And you don't no, blame her, by the way, do you? Do you blame her? No, and I I apologized to her and told her, honey, Tennessee football done this. I didn't do it. <laughs> Maggie, ah! you're like a woman. Maggie, would you uh, accept that from him, or would you think I got to get away from this nut if you throw a beer bottle through the window? Or Maggie, would you find that endearing? Where are you on this? You're like a woman here. <laughs> I'd probably be a lot worse than that, so I don't have any room to judge. Yeah, Maggie's the type. I think she'd go over and punch out whatever glass was left with her bare hand. Well, my wife just looked at me and uh, grabbed some stuff, said she's going to her mom's for a few weeks. You're not kidding. Oh, jeez. No. You're winning a cop card. Texted, I texted her and told her, blame it on JD. That's all I know to say. Everybody else says. Watch, everybody else is blaming I mean, on I JJ. I Was can't it? watch this team. I can't watch this team anymore. I, can't, I just can't even watch them next week. I can't watch them the rest of the season. I can't watch them anymore. Was it, a new thing. was it the second interception? Which one was it? Yeah, it was the second one. Second. And the fumble when he didn't, when they didn't know if they wanted to run or pass. Yeah. Was and that was classic. You got to say that was uh, that was either some bad coaching or bad execution or both. What team, if you outside the SEC, if you were going to pick a new team to be a fan of? <laughs> wow. Tyler, that was uh, there's so much to unload on that call. I'm not even sure where to uh, where to begin. I, I told you it was good. You didn't prepare me for that. Though. <laughs> was that not glorious? Uh, yeah, I was not ready. I was not ready for that at all. That was uh, 
<laughs> I, I, the, the guy's wife walked oh, out. Jeez, this may have just—he may have just caused a divorce because of a no, UK no, Tennessee he, he football game. He didn't cause a divorce. The quarterback caused. The <laughs> yeah, divorce. The, the Tennessee football. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was the Tennessee football <laughs> Tennessee team. Tennessee football that did that. made me do it. Yeah, so when when she files for a divorce, she's going to be filing against the Volunteers. That you know, apparently. <laughs> This yeah. guy had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I'd love to see on the divorce papers, reason for divorce, <laughs> Tennessee football. <laughs> yeah, it was the interceptions. It was the interceptions. My goodness. You know, you wonder if they're starting to get it. Because like you said, it, it's been a couple decades since they've been relevant, really on any scale whatsoever. They always get the preseason hype. They always fall short of it. Peyton Manning's not walking through that door. Or T. Martin. T. Martin's the one that won the national title. T. Martin's mm-hmm. not walking through that door. It's not happening. They are the Nebraska of the SEC. You know, the 1990s called and, and Tennessee's not coming back. Let, let, me, let me ask you a question. H- have you ever, during a Kentucky game, football, basketball, have you ever thrown or broken something? Like, I, I, I would love to hear from our fans, too. Like, what is, yes. what is the craziest thing that you have done out of anger during a UK football or basketball game? Have you ever broken something, thrown something? Have you punched something and broken your hand? Are we talking UK football or basketball? I mean, either either one. Well, Just anything that UK has caused you to here, do. Here's the thing. I think UK fans are in a different spot than UT fans because UT fans have expectations. I believe they're false expectations, <laughs> and they're absolutely ridiculous, but they have an expectation. UK fans have become cynical to the point that we expect every little thing that goes wrong in a game that we're going to lose. So we're in the opposite. It's hard to get angry and upset when you think the worst is going to happen already. They think they're going to win the national title every year. They are delusional, Tyler. They need to go on <laughs> Dr. Phil and sit down with Dr. Phil and have him sit across from him and say, how's that working out for you? You know? That's what it is. I mean, they need to go on some kind of TV show, get some kind of therapy, because they have lost it, man. They, they're not coming back. They're not even close. I'm not saying that as, like, you know, I want to say that because we won the game. I would have said that before the game when I predicted that we would lose. Mm-hmm. I still think they're delusional. I don't know what they're thinking. This isn't the 1990s. They, yeah. It's I, not Heath Schuler. It's not <laughs> Peyton Manning. It's not T. Martin. This is who you are. You is who you is. You is who you is. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I've never really... I don't think I've ever really been angry after a U.K. football game because, like you said, we just expect to lose. So... It's kind of those things, you know, when you set your when you set the bar low, it's hard to get upset. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, now basketball, on the other hand, I, I get much more upset and angry over basketball because we we expect to go to a Final Four every year. We expect to be competing for a title every year, and when we don't, it gets frustrating. Is it expect or expected, or is that current or is that past tense? When you say go to the Final Four. Of course, we could do a whole nother show about this, but I'm just asking since you said that. I, I expect, I, w- I won't say every year that I expect a Final Four, but I expect at least every two to three years that we're in a Final Four. I think that's reasonable. We put more money into it. We get the best recruits. Why not? You're playing the odds. Even if you have a bad year, you should still get in there every two or three years, and we're on a little bit of a drought mm-hmm. right now, so we'll see how that goes, but... Um, I've never broken anything on a UK basketball game either. It was just more of the, the oh my gosh, the sun's not going to come out tomorrow because we lost. Yeah. It wasn't like angry. It was like, this has wrecked my day. I'm just so sad. I don't want to break anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't I, know. I agree. I think it's more of a depression than, than an angry thing. You, know, I get, you go through all those stages of grief, I guess, but I think depression is the overall arching level that most Kentucky basketball fans are at after a big loss. Yeah, but I, it was fun to see. I love uh, that show. I mean, that was one of the inspirations when we started the show. I love that show. I think it's great. The guy, you know, really listens to the fans, and that's the whole reason we started the show, was to, you know, hear what fans say um, on our Facebook or Twitter, you know, Twitter at LexBuds, search us on Facebook, LexBuds and Pick and Roll. That's that's what we do this for them. I mean, it's more fun when people are engaged and they're telling us what they think, and boy, they let us know what we think when we put articles and videos out. I mean, the com- the comments are so funny. Um, especially after a loss. Especially after a loss, but they're so funny. And we let people talk. We don't tell people to shut up and that they're wrong. We just let them talk and go on, and it's it's a fun environment to have fans interact with us like that. I love it. So I, I love his show. I just wanted to say that. It is. Uh, so moving on, we're going to do some, some quick hitters here, Brandon. We're, we're not going to spend 
maybe over a minute on each topic. So I'm gonna, that'll never happen. I'm going to throw try. these out to you. Okay. Uh, this, this, yeah, it'll probably be like a presidential debate where you keep going over the time limit, and I have to try to Chris Wallace you into stopping. Let's do me. that. <laughs> All right. So topic number one: Bruce Willis released a why? why we <laughs> talked about this during you? the break. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're, all, you're already laughing about the Bruce Willis thing. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So Bruce Willis had a kind of a <laughs> teaser video that came out uh, a couple days ago. We're recording this on Sunday that teased a new Die Hard movie. And everybody got really excited. Now, Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, you have never seen Die Hard, is that correct? I have never seen a Die Hard movie. Which, correct. as a man, is one of the most embarrassing things, I think, that you've ever said. That the I, fact you have not seen Die Hard. You know, I've seen the debates, I've heard about it, I just never watch them. Well, you need to watch it. By, by the, I, I'm setting a goal for you, by the end of 2020, I need you to watch Die Hard. Can, can just you the original? That? The original Die Hard. Now, the, the, some of the sequels are really good. Die Hard 2 was crap, but the other, the rest of the sequels were pretty good. Okay, fair. But the original Die Hard is is a classic. Yeah, so can I tell you why this is funny and why I laughed, Tyler? <laughs> tell me. What, first of all, finish what, what the Bruce Willis thing is. You, you said there's a teaser video, and it's for what? It, it was kind of insinuating that there would be a new Die Hard movie to come out in 2020. I think, I think it, has like, it said, like, Die Hard... October or November 2020. Yeah. And so everybody got real excited. Like, holy cow. Like, he, he was, you know, acting like the character in the teaser. He was, like, whistling a song that the character is, is associated with that character. Yeah. I, I know means nothing to no. you, but it, it was a full-on reference to a new Die Hard movie. And today, it comes out that that teaser was not for a new Die Hard movie. <laughs> But was an ad for diehard batteries. <laughs> I thought it was so funny because right before the show, you said, Hey, man, there's going to be a new diehard movie coming out. We got to talk about it. And I was like, Yeah, we'll talk about it. Put it on your list of stuff to talk about. And then right, in between segments, actually. <laughs> yes. Like right before we started this ago. segment, you said, Oh, wait a minute. That's an ad for diehard batteries. And I just lost it. I think that's hilarious. You got all jacked up for this Die Hard reboot or uh, you know sequel, and it's just a crummy commercial. It's like the Christmas Story. <laughs> the guy gets his little orphan Oval Annie team gets his little orphan Annie decoder pin, <laughs> and he runs home, and he's so excited, and he gets it. Here, everybody, make sure you listen to Annie's secret message today. It's gonna be a good one. And the kid's sitting there sweating bullets, and his mom's banging on the door. Oh, I can tell this one's going to be a juicy one. He's in rare form tonight, and he gets it. And it's a crummy commercial. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Ovaltine? A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. It's basically, you just got Christmas story, Tyler. I did. I had not thought about it that way. Yeah, I just got Ralphied. You just got Ralphied. Yeah, you did. That's a that's a real big letdown for you, Tyler. Sorry. But yeah, but uh, I, I will. I tell you what, I will never buy a diehard battery now. I'll tell you that because they. I think I think this is going to backfire on them. They got everybody's hopes up for a new for a new diehard movie. Now who's going to want to buy their batteries now? They just disappointed millions of Americans. Well, they disappointed you, obviously. They did. The look on your face when you found out it was a diehard battery commercial was really sad. It was like, uh, you know, the, what are those commercials for the animals and the Humane Society with Sarah McLaughlin oh, music yeah. playing in the background? Mm-hmm. That's what your face, you, your face looked like you just watched one of those commercials. You know? It was uh, sad. All right. Mo- moving on. <laughs> Next topic. Okay. Uh, a more a more exciting one. Oh, okay. I'm excited. You, uh, as I think, actually, as we are filming this right now, recording mm-hmm. this, which mm-hmm. we need to turn this on TV right now, actually. Tonight is the return of what is, in my opinion, one of the greatest game shows of all time, which is Super Market oh. Sweep. Yes. Makes its debut tonight. Oh, man. I forgot to DVR it. I'm gonna have to, I've got to record this. Tyler, I loved Super Market Sweep. I, I lived for it. When you go to the checkout counter and you hear that beep, <laughs> think beep, of beep. the fun you'll have on Super Market Sweep. Yes. Man, and th- that host was so good. I don't know if he ever did anything else in his life, necessarily, and it doesn't matter. 
If that was the only thing someone remembered me for was being the host of such an incredible show, it was great. I had an entire strategy as like an eight-year-old kid, you know, in 1989, 1990. I had this whole strategy of how I was going to go through the store and hit all the big-ticket items to make sure that my cart brought mm-hmm. in the most money. What Did you have a strategy? Do you remember your... Oh, yeah. I, I, I was going to go straight for the butterball turkeys. That's that's where your that's where you get your money. Those are right your there. money makers. Mm-hmm. You load up, you just fill up a whole cart full of the butterball turkeys. You can only get five. Remember, there was yep, a limit. Five per limit. And then you got to go over to the diapers. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got to get every big cut of meat you can. The butterball turkeys were a winner. Then you got to go to the diapers. Then everything else is just a mad rush. Yeah. Now, now I think a lot of people would always try to grind the coffee beans because you got a bonus. But that always took up too much time. You had mm-hmm. to wait for that coffee to grind. I think that was a mistake a lot of people made, was trying to get the extra bonus for the bag of coffee. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do it. I mean, it was so, so exciting to watch that show. And it sounds like the dumbest premise for a show that's ever been created. On on the surface, when somebody brought that in on a piece of paper into the writing room one day, and they said, hey, I got a great idea for a show. We're going to let people shop. (laughs) You know, how does that get to the next level? And that's pretty much it. You know, there's... Yeah, that's that's you know he asks a few questions that determines how much time you get to shop, but really the the majority of the show is just people pushing shopping carts down the aisles trying to find expensive stuff. And then at the end where they're timed and they have to find you know the items. Yeah, the bonus round. Oh my goodness! And it would be like the secret items, and you could see it on the TV. You could be like, "Oh, there it is! Go grab it! It's the can of tomato basil soup. It's right there. Get it!" And they're like, "Where's it at? Where's that?" The time runs out. Everybody freaks out. Such a good show, man. I loved Supermarket Sweep. I, you've made my day with this news. This is great news. Yeah, so some good news for 2020. Return of Supermarket Sweep. This is going to change the entire year. Let's hope so. It, everything's going to pivot from this day forward. It'll be the Supermarket Sweep pivot. Yeah. Do you think people have to wear their mask on Supermarket Sweep? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. You know, I watch some of these shows, like I, my, my family and I, I don't mean to divert here a little bit, but my family and I watch Masked Singer. I don't mm-hmm. know if you watch this show. Don't watch it, no. Okay, do you know the premise of it? I do, yeah. Okay, so it, you know, if for anybody that doesn't know, it's basically a show where celebrities, whether it's athletes, singers, or really any celebrity, movies, TV, YouTube stars, go behind a mask, they sing, and the judges try to figure out who the singer is. You look in the audience, nobody there is wearing a mask. This is in California, mind you. Mm-hmm. And we know how strict it isn't there right now. I wonder about that kind of stuff. It makes you wonder how much this stuff is pre-taped. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, just uh, I'm going to give you a warning. You were over your time on that one. Also, I'd like S- to go Senator. back to the last question on health care. <laughs> hey, you've got to let me respond got, to that. I've got, you've got the Brandon, to let me respond. No, I've got the Brandon plan. The Brandon plan says, number one, everybody gets health care. Everybody gets free pizza on Fridays. Everybody, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, I, you just Chris Wallace to me. <laughs> And you just Joe Biden me back. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna. Move, I'm gonna let you talk about this one mainly, Brandon, because okay. you're more familiar. Uh, so we've talked about Die Hard and Supermarket Sweet, but there is another show potentially returning, or I guess is returning. Oh, which I, you are a big fan of. So I'm gonna let you talk about. So this I'm. One. So I'm so excited. They released a teaser, and to my knowledge, this is an actual show that's coming back. It's not an ad for a Die Hard battery or anything. <laughs> For any fans of Dexter, the show Dexter, which was on Showtime, it ran for seven seasons, eight seasons, I can't remember exactly how many seasons. Absolutely terrific show, one of my favorites. They just announced that after being in a hiatus for like eight years, they're coming back with a 10-episode season with the original Dexter. I mean, that's crazy for a show. When I I thought about it, how many shows can you think of had a very historic run, were very popular, they won, you know, awards... They take a break, and they come back almost a decade later mm-hmm. and decide to do another season of the show. How often does that happen? For anybody that doesn't know the premise of Dexter, it's basically a guy that works in a crime lab and, and DNA analysis, and he is a serial killer. However, he works for the cops, but he only kills people that commit other heinous crimes. So he tries to basically take out all the bad people that the cops can't get. So it's this whole conundrum of, okay, is he a good guy or a bad guy? Mm-hmm. But it's a really interesting premise for the show. But when I go back and think about it again, how often does that happen? Ten years later, almost. Yeah. Coming back to do a full season, ten episodes. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I think this is I think this is just a bigger cultural trend that we're seeing right now and that we are seeing so many reboots and remakes 
um, you know, be, because people love the nostalgia, right? I mean, we've seen, you know, the Jurassic Park movies have had, you know, a, a big They're reboot blowing recently. It up. Blowing it up. Um, you know, you see, you know, on Netflix, you know, the, with we just mentioned earlier with Cobra Kai doing, you know, a, a remake of Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. So people are very nostalgic and want to kind of go back to those days when they didn't have any worries or cares and, you know, it's it's just I think people are cashing in on that. I think we're going to see this a lot more in the future where, where we see reboots like this. But I, I'm excited for you. Hope it's I hope it is great. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, you know, are there any shows that you can think of that you'd want to see a reboot of in a particular season? Ooh. So we're, if if we're just like picking up ten years later, yeah, there's a, there's a spider. Yeah, I was gonna say right? I looked at that while ago. I was like, there's a spider. You ever see that where a web can, can comes? Can we down? see? Can you see it on camera? Um, I can't see it. Can we get a tissue or something? This is really this is how we roll here, and this could happen. This could happen in a TV studio or anywhere. But I mean, we're here right now. Look yeah. at this. This this is how we do things on the show. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it's dead. There we go. So yeah, for anybody that couldn't see that, we had a gigantic spider. Yeah. Just string away right, right in, the in front of our face, right in the middle of the table. And for a second, I tried to play it off like I couldn't see it, but I, <laughs> I'm glad we got rid of that anyway. But are there any shows that you can think of that, um, you know, you'd want to see ten years later? Hmm. Man, that's a, that's a great question. What What are the shows you'd want to see rebooted? For, for me, I would like to see one more season of The Office with Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Only with Steve Carell and only with a majority of the major players in the office. I know not everybody can do it. Probably. Yeah, that's the thing. If if you're going to do a reboot, you got to have all the at least most of the main characters come back. It reminded me of Save. This reminds me of Save by the Bell, the new class. Do you remember that? Yes, I, I watched it every yeah, Saturday so had, morning. They had Mister Belding and Screech, but they tried to bring in a whole new cast of characters, and it just didn't work. You have to have that original core, at least two or three of the core people. I think to make that work, but I would love to see another season of The Office with Steve Carell. I don't know. Well, and speaking of Saved by the Bell, and we just talked about nostalgic reboots. You know, Saved by the Bell's doing a reboot on the, on the NBC streaming network. I'm so excited now. Screech and Lisa are not going to be in that. Yeah, it's a little bit of a downer. But I mean, you still you you got Slater, you got Jesse, you got Zach. I I, I think I feel like I'm going to have to get a subscription to that just to watch the Saved by the Bell show. You can bet your money I'll do that. I'll work extra if I have. I'll, I'll take a second job to make sure I got enough money to pay okay. for that. Wait, will you will you just share your password with me? I don't do that. To, you know I don't do that, Tyler. We don't do that here. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I think anybody, everybody's nostalgic for anything. I think people are nostalgic for 2019, Tyler. Yes. <laughs> like Remember the good old days like last year <laughs> when we didn't have all this crap going on? So yeah, the nostalgia thing, you're dead on. Um, but I'm excited about the Dexter show. Can't wait. All right, next topic. The There were some town hall debates this week because the... Well, I guess they weren't technically debates... Uh, the actual presidential debate was canceled. The two candidates could not agree on the format, and they just both decided to do their own thing. So it was really kind of interesting. Now, I, I will freely uh, preface with this. I did not watch either one of them. Um, but they, they were competing. They, they were airing at the same time, right? So you could choose which one you wanted to watch. You could either watch Biden's town hall or you could watch Trump's town hall. Really kind of interesting. I, I haven't seen the numbers but I would imagine Trump's was much more viewed than Biden's was. I don't think... See, I almost kind of disagree with you because I think the Trump people are going to vote Trump no matter what. But if if you're just a casual observer... Like, Trump's going to be more entertaining. I don't think either like, one of those are going to be entertaining. I didn't watch them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I didn't watch them. I mean, from what I could tell... You know, Trump complained about the moderator, which shock shocker alert. Mm-hmm. And the Joe Biden one, from what I heard, was extremely boring. You know, I, I don't think those town halls are very helpful in situations like that. I actually don't I don't mean to comp- play conspiracy theorist here, Tyler. But if I had to guess, I bet some of those people are planted in the audience. I mean, and that's not just a Democrat. I'm saying that on both sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just my opinion. I think they're a waste of time. I think the debates are a better format. I like to see pe- people yell at Chris Wallace when he's, you know, moderating and stuff like that. I prefer that much more. The town hall stuff, I just think, it's not really a town hall. I did great. The the only th- clip I've seen from either one uh, was the older lady who w- was basically hitting on Trump. <laughs> did you see that? One okay, where she, yeah. She was that, talking about how he had a great smile. Yes, I saw that too. That's my point. That's my point. These people, you know, these people are not undecided voters because I, I've seen this story before. You know, I was born in the dark, but it wasn't last night, right? <laughs> oh, we're here with a group of undecided voters. 
Well, you must have found the last 10 undecided voters in the country, first of all. Congratulations. <laughs> well, yeah, where do you find those people? Oh, what a load of baloney. They're both a load of baloney. I wouldn't spend two seconds. When I found out what the format was for those, I wouldn't waste two seconds of my time on it. Yeah, I loved it because it said underneath the lady's name that she was undecided but leaning Biden. <laughs> I'm like, you are talking about what a beautiful smile the president has, but you're leaning. Yeah, right. Come on. Give me a break. Well, let's be honest. I mean, who's going to beat Joe Biden's smile? It's huge. <laughs> So, you know, that's a lie. She has to be complimenting Joe's smile, too. It's like, it glows from outer space almost. Crazy. Brandon, the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, getting back into sports a little bit, are the new 2020 NBA champions, defeating the Miami Heat in Game Mm 6. So, we have a couple former cats with NBA rings, Anthony Davis, Rajon Rondo. Any thoughts on the Lakers? You know what? Um... They're really, really good. I saw that Rondo is opting out of his last year of his contract, so he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So, you know, Rondo never really puts up the flashy numbers. You know, I mean, he has a lot of assists, and he runs the floor and the team really well. He did the same thing with the Celtics when they won, if you recall. They had Paul Mm -hmm. Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and uh, Ray Allen. But he was the distributor for that team, and he made the whole machine run. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think he did that for the Lakers as well. You know, they have LeBron, they have have Anthony Davis, and you think maybe that's all you need, but you need a facilitator, and I wonder what's going to happen next year when he may not be there. You know what I mean? He didn't put up 20 points a game. You know, he had a lot of assists, but he didn't make a lot of mistakes. He knew his role on the team. He's older in his career now. It's just going to be an interesting year next year, but I'm glad he won it. I'm glad AD won it. You know, I was really happy for him. He, He deserves it. He deserves more... Than what he gets, he's he's got some MVP awards coming in his future as well. Oh yeah, much more to come from him. So yeah, yeah I think Anthony Davis is well. In a couple of years after LeBron leaves, I assume he's not got more than a couple of years left. Anthony Davis is the next superstar of the NBA, and I think we just saw the phase one of that with these playoffs. Him getting his first of what you assume will be several titles. As long as they can get some good pieces around him, like which, like you said, Rondo yeah. leaving, mm-hmm. and that you know that's going to be important because other than those three guys, there ain't much else on the Lakers. I don't think I could name another player on the Lakers roster. I, I think Kentavious Caldwell Pope, didn't he play at Georgia? I think he's on the Lakers. You don't want to hang your hat on that. <laughs> but you know, you go back to a point about LeBron not being around a long time. I actually disagree. I think LeBron is going to be like Tom Brady. Right? I think that he is going to set a new standard for what athletes can do. Tom Brady's a 40-year-old man. He just won a Super Bowl fairly recently. That is unheard of, right? But there's more training. There's more recovery methods that they use now. And he's playing some of the best basketball of his career. He, it's not like we're saying LeBron is in the twilight of his career. He was second in the MVP voting. Right. And there's a good argument to be had that he should have just been the MVP. But I don't think people want to give it to him every year. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. People get tired of giving it to the same people all the time. I think he could go like another six, seven years at this rate. He's a machine right now. He's not even He's not even on the downward slide. You know what I mean? He's still mm-hmm. playing like a grown man with all these young kids in the NBA right now. So until I see otherwise, I worry about it because, you know, big men like Anthony Davis, their bodies, just structurally speaking, don't last as long you know, playing that kind of sport. And I just wonder if, um, you know, LeBron may stick on so long that AD never gets an MVP award. I hope he does. Mm-hmm. But LeBron is just balling right now. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't really, it's weird, I don't really care for LeBron personally, but you can't deny his prowess on the court. It's unbelievable. The guy's a machine. He is. And, and future also looks bright in Miami with Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo. So just Kentucky guys all over the NBA playoffs. It was it was it was fun to watch and see all the former Kates doing well. Absolutely. On uh, not, not to wrap things up on a on a downer, Brandon, but I feel like we got to talk about this. Uh, lastly, before we go, oh yeah, we have seen record spikes cases of the coronavirus in Kentucky this week. Mm, yeah, I believe I saw that. Four of the five highest daily totals, daily cases, have been in this past week. Mm-hmm. Concerned? Are you more concerned? Are you? Do uh, you think this is just a blip? 
And any overarching thoughts? Here's my overarching thoughts, Tyler. You want me to give my two cents on this? I would love to hear. Do you your really two want cents. to know? I feel like I'm going to hear it either way, so you that's, might as well go. That's ahead. correct. Well, it's like when my kids say, "Hey, Daddy, can I ask you something?" I'm like, "You're going to ask me anyway. What is it?" <laughs> Here's my thought on it. You can either sit there and watch every news conference at four o'clock, be scared to death, and never do anything, or you can go just go out, be careful, and live your life. Okay, stuff's going to happen, and a lot of the people that are catching this virus, we are seeing wear masks and comply with the mask mandates so there's a part of me that's like you know what sometimes crap just happens you can take all the precautions you want but sometimes stuff happens and there's two ways you can go about living your life one is to live inside your house well everybody lives inside their house but just not go (laughs) out of it and not do anything or you can participate in society or you know and continue to move on i've went on two trips during this i'm getting ready to go on a third one later on this year i'm just going to keep going and doing things being careful taking precautions and that's all you can do you know what i mean there's two ways to do it i'm not going to be sitting in my house for a year and a half you know some people are waiting for a vaccine and then some people even when that vaccine comes out are going to wait a year to make sure it works Mm -hmm. i'm not going to sit in my house for two years to wait for things to get back to normal you know my kids are growing up my family's getting older i'm not going to sit around and wait for everything to get normal life's too precious you just got to keep going. I do wonder about the number of cases, considering we've had this mask mandate since July. True. Something we've not just seen some, anything go down. Something just, just doesn't up. add up. You know what I mean? And I do get concerned. Um, I'm trying to lay off the governor a little bit because I'm sure this is exhausting him as well. But I do get tired of him saying everybody wear a mask. Okay, everywhere I go, everybody's wearing the dang things. It's not like I'm going out to the grocery store and the workers are not wearing them and the people are not wearing them. I mean, you have your ones that come out on YouTube every now and then where there's like a party somewhere and nobody's wearing them. But that is the vast minority of cases. You go out and you interact with the general public, people are wearing them. I don't know if you're seeing that at all. I, I For the most part, yes. But I have I've been in a couple stores where I saw a lot of people not wearing masks. And... It, you know, when this whole thing first started, when like when you saw somebody wearing a mask, like, ooh, they're wearing a mask. Like, it, it freaked you out when people were wearing masks. Now it's the opposite. It's like when you see someone not wearing a mask, it freaks you out. And I don't know if it just you know just happened to be a you know a particular day that I just happened to see a lot of people. But I was in one store. I won't say the name, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I saw person after person come up without a mask on, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, whoa. Why, why would you not just wear it at this point? I mean, okay. I, I don't get why people are drawing their line in the sand on on the mask thing. Like, just just freaking wear it. Okay, here here's my question for you, Ty. This is something, maybe I'm the idiot in the room, and I'm willing to put myself out there and just ask this completely stupid question. First of all, I have to do it on the premise. Would you say that a vast majority of people are wearing masks and complying now compared to what they were in April or May? Before the mandate, he was talking about in, in Kentucky. Yeah, what we're in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the majority are. Yeah, yeah, way more than they were before the mandate. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, because some people were just not wearing them because. Mm-hmm. Correct. There were so many fewer cases before the mask mandate. Why do we have so many more now that so many more people are wearing them? I think it shows that we don't know. There's still a lot we don't know about it. I think is that, what that says. That's what makes me wonder. I'm not saying don't wear them. I'm just saying okay. Is this? I really don't want to say the things I want to say. Here. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. but I just we wonder, can edit it out. Well, I just wonder: Are we telling people to do something just as a comfort measure, like taking off your shoes at an airport? Mm-hmm. I think is a little overkill. But we tell people they must do it. Is this just something to make people feel better, or is this actually helping, or is it just you know what we're all screwed and it's just stuff's going to happen and we're going to have to deal with it? Because the data that I see based on when the mask mandate went into effect makes me wonder that. Honestly, I mean, the numbers are I outrageous. It. I get it. With more people wearing them. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. And you see stories all the time. People, you know, I social distance. I wore a mask. You know, I did everything, and they still got it. And, you know, they took every precaution that they have been told to do and still get it. So that That's what I'm asking. Yeah. It reminds me of The Walking Dead, Tyler. If we're going back to a show, The Walking Dead. You remember when the... Um, this was in the first season. The guy at the CDC whispered to uh, Rick Grimes. He said, everyone's infected. Yeah, everyone already has it. 
Yeah. So it's one of those things. It's like, is there anything that you could have done? Mm-hmm. Is this just a, okay, make sure you wear your mask, do your part. And this is going to change things. Or is it just, okay, we got to tell the people to do something because they're freaking out. Yeah. I don't really know. Hell, I don't know. Yeah. What, what, a, what a bummer way to end the show. What? We, we kind of brought, ended things on a down. Is there anything happy you want to talk about? Um, we can't go out like this, like you know, the Wayne's World where they have the depressing ending. Oh yeah, we gotta do the su- super happy ending. Yeah, we can't end the show like this. <laughs> no way. Um, well, let me ask you this, Todd. What about the uh, game this weekend? We got the game against Missouri. Yes, yes. Let's let's go back to sports. We're ending on a happy right, note. We're coming off a win. We got Missouri uh, coming up this weekend. Any thoughts on the Missouri game whatsoever? Do you think we're gonna win? Uh, well, it should be noted that we were not even supposed to play Missouri this weekend. We were supposed to Correct. play. We were supposed to play Georgia. <laughs> yes, but because Florida got the coronavirus, that it, that has somehow restructured every team's schedule. So it did kind of just like a domino. Florida had to reschedule, and that mm-hmm. led to other teams. Yep. So now we are. Uh, if you have your big football schedule at home, it says Georgia, but we are now playing Missouri, which obviously Missouri is a much more winnable game than Georgia. Um. However, you have Georgia, who just had to play Alabama this weekend. It would have so been a great week to play you them. I think this would have been a better opportunity because they're all beat up. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, we've got Missouri. And last time we went to Missouri was the famous C.J. Conrad game where he caught the touchdown pass. Yes, what a thing of beauty that no was. With no time left. Great game. Um, Actually, I, I feel good about that. I don't want to jinx it, knock on wood, but I feel good about this one. Okay, good, good. I I am predicting a Cats win, but you know I've predicted two Cats wins and they lost both of them so far this year. <laughs> How many interceptions? Uh, I we're, we're second in the nation now, Tyler. How many are we get? That's wild. Um, I'll, I'll I'll say at least a couple, right? Okay. Two. Yeah, we'll go with that. I mean, I'm I'm trying to I'm getting back up on the upswing with my Kentucky fandom here. Right, we lost the first couple of games. Now we've played well. We beat Tennessee, which just makes me I'm on a high for the rest of the season. To yes. be honest with you, so I'm going to say we win as well. It's really hard for me to gauge what the score is going to be because I don't know that our offense is going to put up stellar numbers. So I'm going to say something relatively low scoring and say like 21 10 or something like that. Okay, just because I don't think we have the offensive firepower but you know if we get a couple of interceptions and run them back hell we can put up 35 points mm-hmm. but if we don't do that our offense kind of sputters a little bit so i'm gonna go with a kentucky win as well that's how you end the show on a positive note there we go Give us whip and tail against missouri we're gonna take it home we're gonna and- go to three and two have a winning record absolutely and we'll be here to talk about it after the missouri game yes go. we will yeah it'll be good this has been an interesting show tyler yes we got to fun. cover some history we were two one and two years old the last time we beat Tennessee in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So it's a good day for us. We've talked about it, several different topics. Hope you all have really enjoyed the show. And keep in mind, on our website, LexBuds.com, we are going to have our water taste test that we are getting ready to film. I cannot wait to see how this goes. Yep. We're, so, we're going to see if we've been wasting money on bottled water all these years. Absolutely. So LexBuds.com for that. Check that out this week. Also on Twitter, at LexBuds. On Facebook, LexBuds and Pick and Roll. And it's been a fun one, Tyler. Let's do it again. Can't wait. All right. Stay classy, Kentucky. Kentucky.